Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Guess what we're doing now? Well, it is Sunday, so that means that we're doing... Sacrilegious Book Club! That's right. And uh, what are we book clubbing today? Well, we are still in this book, A Treasury of Jewish Folklore, edited by Nathan Ozubel. Okay, It's right. got a longer title, but I didn't He's want to read of, all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, right. Traditions, stories... Right, blah, legends, blah, 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 whatever, yeah. yeah. Right, all that stuff. <laughs> I mean... If you've been following along, then you already you know. know. Yeah. And if you then haven't you... been, then you probably don't care. Right. So, but, but if you do, you can go back and listen to the beginning of the book club. Right. And then you'd find it. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Right. It's a big old book and right. it ain't hard to find. Sure. And what kind of sections are we going over today? We are on part four, which is Tales and Legends. Okay. We are going to finish up chapter one, Biblical Sidelights, and we are going to cover. Chapter 2, The World to Come. Okay. You ready to do this? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so before I start reading a couple of selections, um, I just wanted to remind you that this chapter... um, basically talked about how, um, like in the introduction to this chapter, it talked about how uh, Jewish folklore was never, like, solidified. Like, they've been, the religion itself has been evolving, and writings and thoughts about it in the Midrash and the um, Ibid. Yeah, Yeah. they keep being added to the collection so that it just continues to grow. Right. So a lot of these are about characters from the Bible in this section. So the first one that I wanted to read today is on page 476 and it's called King David bows before an idol. Oh, right. Yeah. Very interesting. That is. Yeah. Especially given what we're reading. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When David reached the summit of the Mount of Olives, he said to his servants, go and find me an idol and bring it here. Mm. When David's servants went to do his bidding, they met Hushai, the archite, the king's friend. He asked them, where are you going? They answered, David, our king, has commanded us to bring him an idol. Astounded, Hushai went to David and asked, tell me, O king, why did you bid your servants to bring you an idol? Yeah, why did you, David? Right? When Hushai, oh, I'm sorry. And David replied, I wish to bow before the idol. Okay. When Hushai heard these words, he rent his garments and strewed ashes on his head and cried aloud, Woe is me that a man like King David should bow before an idol. <laughs> oh, he's so upset. Yeah. Then spoke the king, Do not grieve so, my friend. Don't you know how great my fame is throughout the world? All who have heard of me say, there is no man as virtuous as David. He rules his people with the fear of God in his heart. He does only good, meets out justice, and fulfills all of God's commandments. Now, therefore, consider, Hushai, when the people hear about my miserable plight, how my son Absalom attacked me and tried to kill me, what do you suppose they will think? They will say, what a waste to worship such a god. With him, there is neither justice nor reward of virtue. For that reason, I have decided to bow down before an idol in order to defame myself. Then people will be able to say, There, you have proof there is a God in heaven and a sovereign over the earth. He rules with truth and with justice and punishes even mighty King David for his idol worship. Um. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's admitting that something bad happened, and he's like, well, since that bad thing happened, I'm going to give them a reason to not blame God for it. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. So he's going to say, um, the reason that happened was punishment, because I bowed before an idol. 
But that's almost that's like that's fake news, you know? Like yeah. that's fucking you're you're creating a story mm-hmm. so that other people you're you're will believe in your God. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's spreading a false message. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with that. I think no. that's that's shitty actually. I totally agree. So But okay. I I thought it was an interesting story, that, like you it's said, an interesting given story, yeah. What we've been reading about. Right, right. Okay, the next story is on page four seventy seven called Better Than a Dead Lion. Mm. Once King David said to God, Lord of the universe, I beg of you, tell me the day when I will die. God answered, I have decreed that no mortal should know his last day. Then tell me, how many years will I live? David implored. I have no, I have decreed that no mortal shall know the number of his years on earth. Mm. Tell me then, O Lord of the universe, on what day in the week will I die? And the creator answered, you will die on the Sabbath day. Let me die on the day after the Sabbath, pleaded David. That cannot be, answered God. The rule of your son Solomon begins on the day after the Sabbath. Okay. Then let me die a day before the Sabbath, implored King David. No man may die before his hour comes, answered the Almighty. Dearer to me is the Torah that you will study for one single day than a thousand sacrifices your son Solomon will bring upon my altar as king. Really? I guess. Wow. I don't know. Okay. It seems right. weird, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it is weird. From that time on, King David spent the entire Sabbath day in devoted study of the Torah. <laughs> and when the Sabbath on which he was to die arrived... The angel of death rose up against him, but he had no power over him, for King David did not cease his studying. What shall I do with him? cried the angel of death in exasperation. Behind the royal palace lay a lovely garden, and so the angel of death entered it and began to shake the trees. Hearing the noise, David went to see who was disturbing the Sabbath peace, (laughs) and as he walked, he did not cease his devoted study of the Torah. But as he descended the steps, he lost his balance. And for one instant, the sacred words became stilled on his lips. In that very instant, the angel of death smote him. Oh, damn. Thereupon, Solomon inquired of the sages, What shall I do? My father lies dead in the fierce sun. The dogs are hungry. They bark and sharpen their teeth. Because they can't bury him on the Sabbath. Oh, right, right, they right. can't work. They got to yeah. just leave, leave him there. What you going to do? That's right. But his bones are about to get scattered by dogs. <laughs> right. That's yeah. not cool. No. The sages replied, your father was a king in his life. Now that he is dead, he is only a corpse. One may not violate the Sabbath for the sake of a dead man. Oh, my God. And when Solomon heard these words, he commented, a live dog is better than a dead lion. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just um what? I I think that's really like okay. That like the Sabbath <laughs> I I struggle with this cuz yeah. like if somebody in the Jewish tradition if somebody dies uh-huh. on the Sabbath, you literally just have to let them just sit there until and rot in the sun. That's crazy. Yeah. What? I, I <laughs> I don't know. I guess you call in the non-Jewish Are you allowed people. to use your phone on the oh, Sabbath? Yeah, well, I, yeah, who knows? I, I have no idea what workarounds they have. Right. 
I, I do think it's funny that they've created workarounds, so I'm sure that they have created right, a workaround yeah. for people I'm sure who they die don't on the some, Right, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, the last one from this chapter is on page 487, and it's called The Origin of the Roman Empire. And next to it, I wrote, what the actual fuck? <laughs> so we're going to find out what I meant by that. Okay. Okay? Yeah. When King Solomon took Pharaoh's daughter for a wife, she brought with her from Egypt a thousand different musical instruments. She instructed him in the use of them all, saying, In this manner you play to honor this idol. In that manner you play to honor that idol. No word of reproach ever passed Solomon's lips. On that very day, the angel Gabriel struck a rod into the sea, and around the rod formed sand and seaweed. From these arose an island, and on the island was built the empire of Rome, which robbed the Jews of their land and drove them into exile. Oh, damn. The end. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> That's the whole story. Who who built this island? It was a, it was a what? The angel Gabriel. An angel. The angel Gabriel built Rome. Yeah, in a day. To, to, <laughs> in a day. <laughs> yeah, to destroy the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Because, because Solomon God, was allowing his Pharaoh's daughter wife to play instruments to various gods. Oh my god. And idols. What a bunch of shit. Right? Like that that's a that's a really weird story. I know. That's why I wrote WTAF. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't remember they didn't did they get they didn't get conquered during Solomon's time, did they? No, but that happened eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, kick the can down the road. You know right, how it goes. Right. Yeah. All right. Now we're on chapter two, the world to come, which begins on page five hundred two. And I'm going to read a few selections from this intro here. Okay. Okay. It was but natural, believing in the immortality of the soul, in the reward of virtue, and in the punishment of evil, that the Jews should have directed much thought to the world to come. Heaven or hell or paradise and Gehenna were two dual concepts borrowed from the Persians. Okay. There was a wide variation in the popular conceptions of this world to come. It ranged from the most spiritual, the sages are not in paradise, paradise is in the sages, to the following primitive visualization found in one of the minor Midrashim. Okay. So I'm not going to read this whole next section because it's describing the five different um, layers of heaven. Okay. Or the the Gan Eden, which is the Garden of Eden. And so I'll just read the first part of this, okay? Okay. The Gan Eden at the east measures 800,000 years at 10 miles per day or 3,650 miles per year. And there are five chambers for various classes of the righteous, okay? Okay. The first one is built of cedar. The second is built of cedar with a ceiling of fine silver. The third chamber is built of silver and gold ornamented with pearls. The fourth chamber is made of olive wood and is inhabited by those blah, 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 blah. And the fifth chamber is built of precious stones, gold and silver, surrounded by myrrh and aloes. And in each of these, it tells you who is in that chamber and who they are learning from at the feet of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like Moses and, and different leaders are in there teaching them 
the Torah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm, like I said, I'm not going to read each of those because I just gave you the highlights of them. Okay. Okay. So, as if intending to dispel this literal materialistic visualization of the world to come, which I just described to you, mm -hmm. the illustrious Rabbi Rab wrote in the Talmud, in paradise, there is no eating, no drinking, no cohabitation, no business, no hatred or ambition, but the righteous sit with crowned heads and enjoy the radiance of the Shekinah. Mm. The 11th century philosopher Maimonides was even more emphatic in his impatience with the materialistic rewards expected by the righteous in paradise. So they kind of thought that, that those explanations of the five chambers were like ludicrous. Sure. Like jewels, really? Right, That's right. materialistic, you dum-dums. Yeah. So he wrote, this is Maimonides, he wrote, To believe so is to act like a schoolboy who expects nuts and confections as compensations for his studies. I just have to interrupt here for just a second because... They're talking about how fantastical these things are and how crazy they are to believe uh -huh. when they believe in God. Which is fantastical which is, in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, no, like the, the, the hypocrisy here is like, it's just. They're like only some crazy. That crazy is too crazy, but this crazy is fine. Right, right. And it's like, okay, I, I, I agree with you that that crazy is not good, but. Sure, but like, like it, we're just, it's. Parsing hairs at this point. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Celestial pleasures, this is still Maimonides. Celestial pleasures can be neither measured nor comprehended by a mortal being any more than the blind can distinguish colors or the deaf appreciate music. Rather, he held forth the promise of a Gan Eden, a Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. on earth when the Messiah will come to usher in the millennium. And mankind will become worthy of its joys. I see. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we get into that whole, you know, heaven on earth and that kind of thing. Right, right. So, all right. So the first story from this chapter that I'm going to read is on page 506. And it's called What Tipped the Scales? I thought this was kind of a sweet story. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. A poor farmer hitched his horse to his wagon and drove to Lemberg to look for work so that he might have money enough to buy matzos and new clothes for his family for the Passover. Night fell, there were no stars out, and he drove right into a ditch. The wagon turned over and he lay underneath it, half smothered by the mud. Hearing his cries, a rich man who chanced to pass by came to his rescue. He ordered his coachman to pull the farmer from underneath the wagon and to free his horse. Then, tying a rope from his coach to the shaft of the wagon, he whipped up his horses and pulled the wagon out of the mud. He then drove the farmer to his home, and seeing the poverty of his family, he gave him a thaler, which is a type of pay money, like a coin. Got it. The time arrived when God, in his wisdom, gathered the rich man to his forefathers. When he came up for judgment before the heavenly tribunal, the angelic per prosecutor indicted him for his many sins it began to look very bad for him for the scales of justice were tipping dangerously toward gehenna mm -hmm. suddenly the angel of mercy entered and demanded of the eternal judge that the man's good deeds be weighed against his sins 
which I mean that yeah. only seems fair and right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you guys literally take time for this argument for every <laughs> single person, huh? God agreed with the angel of mercy, and the poor farmer and his family, whom the accused had aided, were placed in the scales. Not enough, cried the accusing angel. Let the poor farmer's horse and wagon be placed in the scales, asked the angel of mercy. God agreed, and it was so done. Yeah. Not enough, cried the accusing angel. Damn, this guy must have fucked up a lot. Right? Yeah. Place in the scales the mud which covered the poor farmer when the accused pulled him out of the ditch, asked the angel of mercy. The supreme judge, you know, God, Agreed. Yeah. gave his consent. And no sooner was this done than, lo and behold, the scales of justice tipped toward paradise. Wow. Yeah. Man. Because he saved that one that farmer. That lucky guy. Right? Yeah. He, he lived a life, clearly, of lechery and just badness but he did one nice thing and they were like oh let him go into heaven why don't you right won't you that's the that's the selling point right that's Mm -hmm. the when you when you why else would somebody that is leading a a a life of debauchery debauchery yeah why would they choose to suddenly follow god right right well, here's your out, right? Yeah. You do, you do one kind thing and, and maybe, it'll, maybe the, it'll be enough to save you. The angel of mercy will surely take my side. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. All right. The next one is on page 507 and it's called Tapers to Heaven. A widow once came to the rabbi. She was all in tears. Her daughter was being married, but she had no candlesticks to place on the festive table. Mm. She was afraid of being humiliated before others. So the rabbi gave her his best silver candlesticks. When Friday dusk came around, the rabbi's wife went to light the Sabbath candles. What was her dismay to discover that her beautiful silver candlesticks were gone? Thieves must have carried off my candlesticks, she told the rabbi, aghast. Shh, don't get excited, murmured the rabbi. No one stole our candlesticks. They've gone to light our way into the world to come. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that's right. it. Yeah. That's it. All right. And and that's all I got. <laughs> that, that's all I got. I don't know what to say about that. That seemed that was a also kind of a weird story. Right. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, that chapter was like less than impressive, honestly. It was all right. There was. I mean, I, we've definitely read worse in this book. So that is true. I'm I'm not complaining too much. Right. But um. The one that I'm gonna recall from this though is like the three sentence. One where yeah, that's that angel Gabriel was like, "You Solomon, let your wife do musical things and badness to idols." Right. So I created the fucking Roman Empire to destroy <laughs> you guys eventually. That is definitely weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. I, I think mine was gonna be the David one because and the idol worship. Yeah. Because like, it just it it stinks I'm, of 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 you know just how corrupt yeah. you know politics and religion are because yeah. you're leading the people astray you're lying purpose. to them you're you're fucking yeah. lying to them and and that right there according to your own fucking religion should be a sin yeah you know like what are you doing like what what is this shit yeah. that, that's a bunch of crap yeah so whatever <laughs> that one made you mad where is the me one mad. Yeah. where's the one that i'm remembering just made me laugh because like what the fuck yeah right 
So anyway, that was our book club for today. Sure as fuck was. Um, I will be getting out our weekly wrap up here uh, after. Well, no, actually, before we get the weekly wrap out up tonight, we're going to be doing a Patreon. Patreon. Right. Patreon episode. And then I will get out the weekly wrap up. So that'll all be done before tomorrow at some point today. Uh And then um, on Monday, we'll be back with Jeremiah chapter 11. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.